0: Hey, I'm Nick DiMatteo, and welcome to week 15 of Music is Everything. This is the other podcast where I take a musical idea or fact or opinion or philosophy or belief. I talk about it in detail, discuss it with you and I connect it to things in uh, everyday life in the world. If you like this podcast or my other podcast, Music Is Not a Genre, or any of the live or recorded music on this channel, please take a moment to subscribe. It would mean a lot to me. I'm growing the family. Uh, And or if you know someone who you think would like either this video or another video or the channel as a whole, the whole idea of Music Is Not a Genre, who is immersed in music in, in one way or another, Uh, please uh, take a moment to share this channel with them or this video with them. Uh, That would mean a lot to me too. Uh, This week we're gonna get right into this week's topic uh, and I'm gonna try to manage my cursor so that I don't lose sight of what the next word is here as I read, as I always do, uh, verbatim from what I've written before discussing it afterwards. And um, this topic is, uh, the title is, Retro is so five years ago, society's memory problem. Tons of years ago, I created this character named Feek. As you can see on this shirt, he's essentially a big mouth head with legs and feet. His whole purpose for existence is to shout things into general space that you'd be too timid to say otherwise. Some of his phrases, or snarks, are more funny than angry, some the other way around, but all of them are observational about feelings, issues, or the world in general. Side note, a couple of years ago, my partner Catherine and I started the company Snark Shirts by Feek. We're now selling Feek t-shirts and we'll be expanding to masks and mugs and long sleeves and I will share that link. Side note over. One of the phrases I had him shout was, Retro is so five years ago. Get it? Yep. Aside from the wordplay, what I was saying was that there's always something we're looking back on. Something we're revisiting or recreating. And it doesn't take more than 10 or 15 years for us to consider an era far past enough for us to characterize it, miss it, and want to recapture it in some way. Think of the musical Grease. It came out in 1971, barely a decade after the 1950s ended. Or how grunge adopted so much of the 1970s, again, barely a decade out. Or how the Neptunes started using 1980s-style production and sounds, not even a decade out. The list is extensive. It's part nostalgia, part fascination and fetishization, part excitement and rediscovery, or even brand new discovery. It's reductive, as all nostalgia is, and often tends to overlook the negative in favor of the fond memories. Whether it's deliberate rose glasses or willful ignorance, the end result can range from clever repurposing or reinvention, like most of the Neptune's catalog, or the band Unlocking the Truth, look them up, to lovingly faithful homage, like Greece, or even The Weeknd's Blinding Lights, to no more than an echo of substance, like... Greta Van Fleet, so far, at least, or most of what the Black Keys do. Yes, I'm saying that. But repeating the past can be something other than nostalgia. It can be a complete accident. It can be the subconscious thinking it's created something new and revolutionary that's been done before, sometimes over and over. It's the old, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it, shtick. Your response to all of the above says a lot about you. It might reveal your age, your era, the era you wish you lived through, or the era you have no experience or knowledge of. It might shine a light on your socioeconomic upbringing, whether or not you grew up privileged or semi-privileged or super underprivileged or somewhere in the middle. It might just show how open or accepting you are to anything that sounds good to you, or it might bring out your inner critic, the one who believes that if someone is going to repeat the past, they damn well better get it right and make it good, however you define those terms. So what's my profile? I've got my eras, mainly ones I was actually a part of. Uh, I grew up semi-privileged, and more on this in a second. I get a kick out of some throwbacks and not so much from others. And I absolutely believe that if an artist is going to delve into the past, they should, A, not stumble upon it by accident and or with no credit given to forebears, B, acknowledge in their work that they are living and creating in the present, and see, find a unique and substantive way to repurpose and or reinvent the past elements they're lifting. Preferably those last two coexist in a way that isn't just a loving homage. They're fun, but get old fast, but actually move the music, musical conversation forward. We're seeing in large letters what happens when we let people who cherry pick from the past try to recreate it in their image, to literally whitewash the present with their harmful brand of nostalgia, mostly from privileged or semi-privileged people. Those who don't know or care about the negatives of bygone eras. We're also seeing what happens when people who are trying hard to contribute to the conversation about and betterment of major facets of society, don't acknowledge or even know about all those people and efforts that came before them. The first group, well, uh, seriously, fuck them and I hope they go away to the past they so love. The second group, positive effort is always a good thing. But if we're going to bridge gaps, truly connect and come together in a way that includes everyone, we need to respect and understand what people have gone through long before we came onto the scene. In essence, we need to bring forward the vital work of the past, recreate and reinvent it so it serves the present, and keep working it until it propels us solidly and lastingly into the future. So we're all humans, right? We we all, we all have our pasts, and we all have something, whether we're willing to admit it or not, and some more than others, that we are not just nostalgia about, but are really, really fond about and prefer, right? I've always had this thing, and this is totally me, but I'm going to say it, that someone who only listens to music from the past is there's a large emotional part of them that is living in the past, that is not somehow addressing something in the present. That may not be true. That's how I see it. That may be somebody who just, you know, they unplug from modern music. They don't care about it anymore. And they love, you know, to listen to the Beach Boys or Sinatra night and day. And it's not that that stuff isn't great. But my, you know, my feeling about that is kind of segues into my feeling about retro in general, which is, man, you know, retro is super fun. You know, I remember elements of songs in the 1980s that were clearly uh, Beatles-esque or 1960s-esque and things like that. That uh, that were awesome to listen to. That really, you know, kind of evoked that warm feeling that you get from that kind of recreation. You know, Um, but at the same time, I don't know that that music, that kind of. Recreative music on the whole was as vital as the music that was being invented on the spot. Some of it was. Some of it absolutely was, right? But uh, some of it was, like I said, just an echo. It was just like, oh, well, this is something everybody already feels good about. So let's, you know, let's do it again. And that's kind of where... You know, I draw the line when it comes to retro or nostalgia, like have your moment, feel warm and all of that stuff. But for me, music is a conversation like anything else. And if your entire conversation in your life is talking about your past or the things that you did or didn't do right or the things that people did or didn't do to you or, or whatever it is, then, you know, you are somehow trying to make some, you know, reckoning with the past and, and correcting it maybe in some way or coming to terms with it. And you're spending a lot of energy there instead of in the present. And I think creatively, uh, that's the exact same thing. You know, we we are never separated from the past. There's everything that we do is connected to it. Everything, even if it's the, the, the most brand new type of music that you've ever heard, somehow it's connected to the past. Uh, in some way, it's built on something from the past, but that's very different from it being an homage or somehow nostalgic or, or retro or deliberately retro, right? And you know, that brings up some, another thing, which I, I've talked about this a lot with Catherine, who I mentioned earlier in my in my written portion, and that's that sense that every generation has its recreation of the thing that you went through through. And some of that might be, let's say, the Heartfelt Ballad. And when it came out, when you were a teen or in your 20s or whenever, you had such a connection to it that that will always be special to you and mean something to you. Uh, And and then you have, let's say, Ed Sheeran doing the same thing today or, you know, um, John Legend or somebody like that. And some of that may capture you in the same way, but some of it might be like, yeah, I've heard that before. And that that isn't to denigrate any of it or to denigrate the the past music. It's to say that every generation kind of has its recreation of the thing, which in itself is different from retro or nostalgia. But where it kind of connects in that is this uh, thing that I've heard uh, quite often. And always wonder whether it's an accident or not. And it really depends on the artist and the producer. And that is that I've heard songs that use either uh, melodies or lyrical phrases or production styles and sounds and things like that as if they're brand new. As if, they're, oh my God, I just discovered this, that were in 1 to 20 freaking thousand other songs from the past. You know, and that to me comes down to the whole idea of know your history. If you didn't know it then, then know it now. You know, understand what it, what it is you're doing, where it came from, um, because that doesn't just apply to music. It applies to everything else in life, which I will, you know, definitely get to again, uh, as I did before. And um, yeah, I will admit that that gets me a little bit. That gets me like, you know, all right, so for some reason... Everybody loves to accidentally steal from Tom Petty. Now, I'm not saying he's my top favorite artist ever, but I really respect him, and there's so many of his songs that I love. And when uh, Sam Smith wrote the song Stay With Me, I think it was an unconscious kind of quotation of I Won't Back Down, Tom Petty's song. It wasn't deliberate. It wasn't intended to be a, a stealing. In fact, Tom Petty was like, that's cool, that's cool. You know, and... But it makes me wonder was there was there a historical context for what Sam Smith was doing or was it him thinking I just came up with this right and that's where knowing your history matters right. Um, The same thing happened I think it was before then with a red hot chili pepper song and I want to say it was Danny California and and it was another Tom Petty song that apparently was lifted. And I and I don't know what they said about that. I think they said it was a coincidence. But again, Tom Petty was like, very cool. But, you know, you can't help but at some point echo something in the past that maybe you didn't know about. But I think then it's important, like the famous... George Harrison, My Sweet Lord, which was a complete rip of He's So Fine and him saying it was unintentional. I have so many feelings about that that I'd love to share with you in private. But, the, the, you know, the point being that credit needs to be given whether before the fact or after the fact, you know, and an acknowledgement of history and acknowledgement of things and accomplishments that happened before needs to be, you know, needs to be given. Um, I think, uh, just to, you know, throw some other artists out there, I think Lenny Kravitz is a good example of someone who's kind of done both. He's, he's done everything. He's, he has repurposed the past in new and exciting ways. He has, uh, created loving homages to the past, mostly the 1970s. Um, and some of his stuff has been just kind of mere echoes of the past with, uh, you know, in my opinion, less, oomph uh, and 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 uh, ingenuity and substance than some of his other stuff. Uh, Beck is is someone who, for a lot of his career, uh, took the past and 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 repurposed it. You know, used it as samples or, or 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 you know threw it together in a way that created something entirely new and yet still had that you know elements of the retro feel. And I think that of those. I love doing homages when called upon to do it, when somebody asked me to do it, when the when you know I did a theme song for a film once which it was kind of like a metal, you know, a pop metal homage. I loved doing that. But to me, the 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 way I like to do anything retro or to pull from the past is to repurpose it and reinvent it. That's and it's not just because um, that I I like that better. It's because that's how I work. That's the only way, really. Not the only way. It's the way, main way that I know how to do things and that I want to do. It's what really brings me alive. Is that kind of repurposing and reinventing. It's building upon the past, but but creating something new with it that mm, moves the musical conversation forward. And this is really important to me. That I think that everything that's done in society is a conversation, and that conversation can be you know, retro to the point of very harmful nostalgia, like we talked about, and I'm going to mention them one more time, or it can be the kind of conversation that moves things forward that says, okay, well, there was this, and now it's sort of this, but then there's also this, and what about this whole brand new thing? You know, that that's, that's how life goes. We're all moving forward, whether we feel it or not, whether we resist it or not, and, and everything that happens in the world is is a step forward even, and it's gonna sound weird, even steps backward or steps forward, because it's something that's happening in the present and, and will happen in the future that didn't, that 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 is that may be a repeat of what happened before, but it's repeated in a different way. And we need to understand what that different way is. Like for a perfect example, when the Supreme Court kind of rolled back all the voting protection and all of that stuff. Man, there's a history of that, right? But then it happened again and it happened in a different context and we need to understand and we still need to understand why it happened, what brought our country to the point where that could happen again and in such a blatant way. And part of that is, uh, you know, what I put at the beginning, which is society's memory problem. We have this idea, whether it's willful ignorance or not, that either something didn't happen in the past or it happened in the past and was solved. And in either case, that's just, it's blindness. It's, its again, willful or not. And I think in many people, it is willful because it's self-serving. And I think in other people, it is not at all willful. It's people who just don't know history well enough to, you know, to understand what might have happened. And, you know, I, I think that that's why um, and, and why it's so easy for me to connect ideas of music to ideas in the world is that I see them in very much the same ways, which is, That uh, if you're going to contribute something to society, whether it's uh, your whole self, your conversation, your ideas, the things, you know, the, the things you believe, the way you want to take action and do something, you know, for the world and in the world. Or uh, as a musician or as an artist creating something, there are films that pay homage to, you know, past types of films or past filmmakers and things like that. Um, some do it in a way that, that's so rigid that it's it may as well have existed then as a B-movie version of whatever it is they were trying to, to you know, uh, imitate. And some, again, kind of reinvent the idea of whatever it was because... You you may try to ignore the context in which you live, but it won't ignore you. It's always going to be there. The present will always be here. That's yeah, right. And and that means that even if you are the most retro person in the world, whether as a as a listener or a creator, or as a, as someone in society and ver- with various issues, you you at some point in some part of you needs to or should confront the fact that 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 is the past. And although elements of that past have been carried forward, that past doesn't exist anymore. And it's either find a way to take those nuggets from the past, those accomplishments, those things that mean something, whether it's the, the music that moves you that, that you love, that you need to incorporate into your own music or into your own playlist, if you're not a musician, or those ideas and uh, things that have been fought for in society as advancements in society, and carry them forward and then build on them, then find you know then make more out of them so that what comes next isn't just, "Oh, well, we, we got to point C, we, we, we retracted to point B because of some, you know, ridiculous decisions that were made, uh, legislatively or not. And, oh, yay, now we're back at point C. Hey, look, that's great. Getting to point C again is still something. But we're looking, we're looking for D and E and F and, 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 and you know, and eventually Z. That's, that's what we should all be, you know, trying to work towards in our own ways, whatever way that means to you and whatever... Uh, issues and contexts and parts of life and society that means to you. I know for me, again, as a musician, what that means is um, incorporating older ideas in newer ways, in ways that create something actually new, even with something old. And this doesn't at all, just a kind of an end note here, doesn't at all count um, jokes or parody recreations? That's a whole different thing. That's meant to be like, Oh, you know, like um, the uh, Monty Python people who created the Ruttles, which was, um, you know, supposed to be kind of mimicking the Beatles. That was intentionally doing that. That, to me, in its own way, I mean, of course, has a retro nostalgia thing, but it qualifies as something completely different. You know, that goes under parody and satire and all that stuff. And And – you know again those are extremely fun to create um but they're they're meant to be like this kind of time capsule thing that oh you know here's a funny a funny interpretation or a weird interpretation in some way of something that already happened. That's something different. It's my end note. Um, hope you got something out of this. I hope you vehemently agree or vehemently disagree or are somehow so ambivalent that you have to respond because I want to hear from you. I always want to know what you think, what you feel, no matter where you fall on anything that I talk about um, Because my objective, as always, uh, is music, conversation, and connection. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. Thank you for watching and clicking and subscribing and sharing. And I'll see you next week.
1: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football